Welcome to episode 201. Yeah. 99 more to go before next big milestone. Yep. This is Basic Snitches. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tara. I'm Adam, and today we are discussing chapter, chapter nine, nine of, of Harry Potter and the Deathly Blood Hollows. <laughs> place to hide. A, a place to hide. I believe is what it's called. Close enough. Uh, it's called a place to hide. They don't really do too well. I guess they do hide. They ultimately hide. They hide. In this week's Patreon exclusive, Tara and I play a new game that Tara got me a celebration for this season. And it's pretty fun and interesting. So come and join us at patreon.com slash basic stitches for as low as $5 a month for all that extra content. And be acknowledged in every one of our episodes, just like all of our existing patrons. And those supporters of basic snitches include Ashley, Brian, Brittany, Jen, Mary Beth, Megan, Nisi, Nicole, and Olivia. of last chapter. The winner is Victor Crumb and the loser is Aunt Muriel. You got the loser right. Okay. The winner is Bill and Flug. guess it's a triple winner, but... A triple winner! But one of them is controversial. So oh. Bill and Fleur are two of the winners. Okay. The controversial winner of the chapter is Scrimgar. Because he was released of this petulant life. The last thing he did was try to stand up to the Death Eaters to save everyone. He died, but... We don't know that! Yeah, you do. Later, we find out that Bill Madison's guy got up and was like, you shall not take over the ministry. Basically, yeah. Whatever. I mean, also, though, he wasn't going to let Voldemort just walk all over him. Well, looks like he did. He got murdered. <laughs> Which is the same thing as getting all walked over. <laughs> well, no, but like, you know how they came in and they took over with the thickness. The thickness <laughs> the, is in power now. But like... If Fudge were still the minister, I think that... It would have been even it would easier have just killing. Done. Oh, they wouldn't have killed him. They would have used him as a puppet before Thickness. Can't say his fucking name. Thickness? Thickness. I, I can't say call- Gregorovich. <laughs> you can't Gerford. say Thickness. <laughs> anyway. I mean, what do you say goes? To me, there's something about that. And also, no one else really did anything in that chapter except for be assholes and so she loses for that muriel loses muriel loses because she's an asshole yes grandma i mean like everybody muriel. else in that chapter everyone else is an asshole i was like Major grandma's an asshole <laughs> go fuck yourself bill Nye the science guy well he can't he's opinion. dead not you bill Nye the science guy but this bill Nye the science guy Tara wrote me a thing. It's even longer than the last one. It is not. Just kidding. I haven't opened it yet. Nine is the name of this thing. <laughs> I'm not even telling you the chapter names. I'm just giving you numbers at this nine. point. Nine. Number nine. Number nine. Sorry, that's a Beatles joke. Good one. Someone will get it. Okay, Ashley. I can't wait to see the screenshot of your text <laughs> about you much thought about the episode later. All hell breaks loose. The trio struggles to find each other as everyone panics. Once they manage to reach each other, Hermione apparates them all to a busy London street and they duck into an alley to change out of their wedding attire. Ron complains that Hermione packed the wrong jeans for him and also apparently has forgotten that he's a wizard and is probably capable of doing some kind of spell that would make his pants more comfortable, but that would be the logical and we know that Ron does not subscribe to the school of logic. Anyway, some gross ass adult man can't call Hermione and she for some reason does not have a cadaver day asses for being creeps. 
They find a cafe because the ideal place to hide definitely means to serve coffee. Unfortunately, the coffee is shitty. And Harry doesn't even get any because he's hiding under the invisibility cloak. Before they are able to finish their awful coffee, they are attacked by two Death Eaters who somehow manage to find them. They knock them out and Hermione does a memory charm on them. They disapparate to Grimmauld Place where they are assaulted by a weird dust ghost. Harry has more visions and gets to witness Draco's trauma because he doesn't have enough of his own, I guess. Anyway, Voldy is mad and Harry's head hurts. So, the day ends normally. What I thought this was going to say, and which is why my brain did not comprehend what you actually wrote, is Harry headbutts? <laughs> which is not something that happens in the book, so I don't know why I thought, but this has been a problem all day, so. Yeah, you need to get your tongue together. Yes, you're obsessed with my tongue today. <laughs> Your cat doesn't want to sit by me, and I'm sad. Well, I don't blame him. So, the start of this chapter, I think, is extremely sudden. I was telling you at the end of our last episode that what I remember is the wedding happening, and then the rest of that chapter just being a battle. I do not remember it being, like, wedding, 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 and the very end of the chapter... Boom, ministry fallen. fallen. I was about to say the ministry is dead. Just start over. Yeah. Burn it to the ground. Fine, the ministry is dead. Great, we'll rebuild. And then this chapter, I honestly remember the cafe scene being very long. I was like, this scene is all the cafe. And that's not the case either. Mm. A lot of these details and like the process of what happens is more lost to me than I thought thought but i think it's because so much happens in this book and it's hard to remember like what order oh yeah absolutely well and i said this in the last chapter too it's just edge of the seat from here on out we got that little taste of edge of the seat for the seven potters except for mundungus fuck that guy i'm kind of glad we don't get another like huge battle like i thought it truly is kind of like boom they apparate the fuck out of there as soon as possible i appreciate that like harry and hermione are together and then she like can't get to Ron. There's just like this added level of craziness at the beginning of this. Mm-hmm. So it's just the top of the next page. It just says Ron was there. He got hold of Hermione's free arm, and Harry felt her turn on the spot. We have read a whole page into the chapter, and they're getting the fuck out. Yes, you know? yes. Harry, literally, like as they're leaving, the wedding is being attacked. I found it to be just here we go. You yeah, know? yeah. At this point, Hermione's just like I just chose wherever I yeah. thought. It's so smart. Well, and I mean, we already talked about her magic black, but here I already packed all of your clothes and stuff. It's like, oh my God, fuck yes, Hermione. It's funny that you even said in your thing, the thing about how it's the wrong jeans. I have pairs of jeans that I would far prefer to wear over others. It's funny that you kind of hooked onto that because... I just love later in the chapter where he, like, plays about it and she's, like, basically, like, under her breath telling him where he can put his fucking wand. (laughs) Yeah. Well, this is in the movie, but when Harry's like, oh, I left my rucksack with everything. Obviously, I don't remember if that's in the movie. She says that she packed it this morning. Oh, okay, she did. Because in there is, like, the shard of Mm -hmm. the glass and all of that kind of stuff. And the locket. That, like, little detail about the jeans I kind of, like, enjoyed. The fact that they can immediately change right into um, normal clothes and then they are like we need to find some place to kind of just like decompress and like figure out what to do next one thing that I really didn't think about until I reread this chapter 
was Ron's statement when they're like walking down the road. Hermione says, oh, I think we're safer in the muggle world. They would know to look for us here. And Ron says, don't you feel exposed? And I thought about the fact that this is the first time we see them all in the muggle world. Yeah, it suddenly feels a lot bigger. These three children, essentially, they were at Hogwarts and they were battling shit and doing some pretty epic stuff. And that felt really big. And then suddenly you have Mm. this book. Yeah, where things just, You know, and it's like like never ending. When Harry's like, where the fuck do we find Horcruxes? Literally, Voldemort is his own undoing. Because he was like, instead of making this pebble a part of my soul. Yeah, we see that all the time. (laughs) Or the Nokia phone thing. Right? Like, fucking Voldemort, man. Fuck yeah, that guy. I mean, that is very true. Just think about, like, if it was something of, like, oh, he has all these horcruxes and he made impossible things to get. Yeah. I just don't think the book would be have been as satisfying. Obviously not. It's just one of those things where, like, it's the classic trope of the bad guy being their own downfall, which is yeah. honestly great. I fucking love that. Obviously, it's great when the good guy is like, also, I'm cleverer than you, but... Mm. When the bad guy is his own downfall, it's like... <laughs> he almost even said it in the first episode. Oh, we haven't been able to do it because we just haven't been able to catch up with him or whatever. Yeah, like, well, not because he's good, but because I, I made some mistakes. Yeah, I just keep on fucking things up and that's what's going to cause me to die. There is the other thing here that I think is very important because it's all of, like, Ron's family. And I mean, technically it's all of their family. Because, right. You know, but how he's like, we need to go back. And they're like, nope, they have come for you. The ministry has fallen. They're here for Harry Potter. It's actually Harry is the first person who was like, everyone at the wedding. And Hermione says, we can't worry about that now. Two either after Harry. And we'll put everyone in more danger by going back. And Ron is the one who says, she's right. And I was kind of like, good it's on kinda Ron, crazy especially. Because Ron, obviously, he gets very anxious with Harry at the end of the chapter when he's like, what did you see and all that? And obviously he fucking leaves later on in the book. But it's very interesting to see how they're all responding to this moment of dire movement, I guess. Dire movement. That's what happens after you eat too much Taco Bell. (laughs) Obviously, it's at the very end of the chapter. But the fact that Arthur does send that Patronus, that's like, everything is fine. Do not come here. Do not respond. We are being watched. That still is kind of like, okay, to what level are they being watched? Like, are they now being guarded by somebody at their own house and whatnot? Like, but at the very least, it's like, okay, we do get that kind of like reassurance that things are fine. I just thought it was important to also bring that up. That, like, instantly both of them were like, no, 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 no. Even though it, it's Ron's family, right. that he is so adamant about, like, we need to not. And Ronnie does get catcalled. I don't think that they think much of it, but it is very, very interesting that that is included here, <laughs> I guess. It's almost like a sign of, like, they're in the muggle world, almost. Right. They find this cafe. It's very important to say that when they're talking about this, they are saying Voldemort. Yes. Because that is what and calls it's Hermione who says Voldemort's name. But they would never have known that. Well, and we don't learn this until literally more than halfway through the book. Because the only other time you hear them say Voldemort's name before they get attacked by the Snatchers back in, you know, again, like three quarters of the way through the book is when they're in Grimald Place and they're safe there. Yeah, I thought of that because they do say it again. Yeah. So it almost makes me wonder, like, okay, is somebody now showing up at Grimmauld Place and they just don't know how to get in because Secret Keeper and stuff? My understanding would be that based on the way that when we get into those chapters, it should be in a couple chapters, the way that the people who are, like, 
outside watching Grimmauld Place that they can see. The fact that it's not like swarming with Death Eaters makes me think that they're watching Grimmauld Place because it's literally Harry's and that's a place to look for them. Yeah. I don't think them saying Voldemort's name inside Grimmauld Place is what brought them to the area because it's protected by that powerful magic of Dumbledore being the secret keeper. And of course, everyone who knows actually is now a secret keeper isn't going to disclose that because Snape is on their side. They just don't know it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they're really safe from that. What I do remember now that they're at Grimmauld Place, because I did kind of forget that they went to Grimmauld Place, because I was like, they can't really go back there, can they? What I remember, I think, is that there was some sort of thing that's like, how the fuck are we going to get out of here while we're being watched or something? Is that true? So, or so obviously, we'll learn it probably in the next Yeah, episode, I mean, but. it's basically just like thrown into their all of their planning and stuff before they go to the ministry. But it's really that they just put on the invisibility cloak and go outside and apparate from the front door, basically. Good enough for me. Right? Because, yeah, I kind of remember that being like, okay, now what's the next step? Like, how do we get out of here? But yeah. maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's just something that I remember kind of feeling during all of that. But for now, they're not there. No, they're we'll drinking get to the shitty coffee. Soon. They're drinking shitty coffee. It even says Harry kind of mimicked their movements just from, like, instinct almost, which is so, so interesting. So I was just noticing, because you were bringing up Voldemort and, like, the taboo on his name. I need you to understand, first time I read this, never, ever, 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 ever came to this conclusion until it was explained later. But Hermione says, we know what's going on. Voldemort's taking over the ministry. What else do we need to know? Ron says, okay, okay, it was just an idea. They relapsed into a prickly silence. The waitress shuffled over. Hermione ordered two cappuccinos. The author says something about how Harry can't have it because he's invisible. And then literally less than six lines after Voldemort's name, a pair of burly workmen entered the cafe and squeezed into the next Yeah. So, like instantaneously there. Yeah, exactly. I was kind of watching it. Again, we'll get to the movie. But they say it, and there is almost a beat, and then they walk in. Yeah. Now, the interesting thing about this whole, like, Voldemort calling card thing is, like, as you know through the entire series, nobody wants to say his name. He's always he who Mm -hmm. shall be named. So it almost goes back to the whole thing of, like, oh, we know that that's the real Harry because he used Stupefy in the same way of, like, well, we know that he is one of the only people who actually says his name. So I'm assuming that's why they did it. It's kind of, like, using his own kind of, like, habits. Yes, and that's explained in that chapter, too, with the Snatchers getting them. It's, you know, the the Snatch game. The Snatch game that happens... They explain that they put the taboo on his name because the only people who ever used it were the Order. Exactly. Dumbledore's people. Yeah. Luckily, again, I kind of remember this being like a huge fight. Uh, You know what I truly think it is, some of this, is that I attribute it to Lego Harry Potter. Because these Uh are much larger things in Lego Harry Potter. But it's really quite quick. There's just a few spells... They get basically knocked out. Something happens to the waitress, too, during this time. So, actually... She gets knocked out as well? Yeah, um, Harry's actually the one who accidentally knocks her out, I think. Yeah, Harry sent another stunning spell at the Death Eater with the twisted face who had tied up Ron, but the spell missed, rebounded on the window, and hit the waitress who collapsed in front of the door. Oh, yeah, it happens in the same scene where Ron gets bound... And yeah, he, he's all bound up. And I think Hermione accidentally misses. Yes. And, like, cuts him instead, Defindo. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Her hands are shaking. She's clearly very yes. upset. They but make pretty quick work out of that, though. All they really do. And so then they say the whole thing of, like, well, we maybe we should kill them. That's what they would do to us. And Harry actually, and I agree with this, that's how they would know that we were here. Now, yeah. at the same time, does it really matter? I think once they're gone, they're gone. Are they going to be able to tell where they went from here? Because not that I'm like a very violent person or anything. I know we make jokes on this podcast all the time, but it's like these people want to kill you and everybody else. Get rid of them. Right. (laughs) This is like life or death kind of stuff here, you know? I mean, Harry and Ron and Hermione don't know that there's this this taboo on Voldemort's name Mm -hmm. because of what happens at the end of the chapter where Harry sees them being tortured by Voldemort and Draco that it wouldn't have mattered. Voldemort already knows where they are. Otherwise, they wouldn't have been like, oh yeah, well, sorry, we found Harry Potter and he kicked our asses and we left. Oh, yes, that's you know, true. Like, that happens at the end of that. Okay. That, you know what I'm saying? True. Like, that well, to me, that doesn't make sense. And while you're bringing it up, pause for uh, Bluetooth, bitch. The whole thing at the end of, like, they're still, like, using Draco to do this. We can't torture your fucking underlings yourself. (laughs) It's like you're continuing to give this trauma to to Draco. Like, hasn't he had enough at this point? Poor Draco. Because that's what I assume it is. Right? Yeah, well, he's just like, do it, you know, and he threatens Draco, too. All these people just shouldn't do it. And then, yeah, yeah, they'll be dead, but Voldemort won't have anybody to To do his his shit. Like, I'm sure it's been a theme in the other books this far when that happens, but I'm really noticing it now is, like, you treat your own, like, followers, like, awful. How do they stick around so much? Like, why do they do this to themselves? It's just, I mean, it's fear. Yeah. But seriously. Uh, Hermione says something like, well, I haven't done memory spells. I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, thank you. <laughs> what happened to Wendell and Wendy that live in what? Australia now? Wendell and, Mo- and Monica Wilkins. Mine was Monica, yeah. I remembered Wendell for some reason. I don't I don't know. I used to think it was Wendell and Wanda, and I was like, that's that, Yeah, from them, it's a fairly odd parent. <laughs> Did you notice when we were recording last, I was looking back into chapters from before? Well, probably not. Oh, that's what I was looking for. I was for. like, you're always looking in your book. That's what I was looking for, to see how it was worded. In the chapter where we learn what Ron and Hermione have done to prepare for this trip, and Hermione explains about Wendell and Wanda, Monica... <laughs> Um, I'm sorry, she was going to be... Cosmo and Wanda! It's Cosmo. That's her parents, guys! Yeah, did you know that Fairly Odd Parents takes place in Australia? Australia now, yeah. That's where they are. Her, she turned her parents into fairies. And now they That's are, what it is. They are odd parents to little Timmy. Timmy Turner. I can't, really, I can't really do an Australian accent. Right. <laughs> like, Someone, I saw Australia. recently somewhere, oh my god, what was it? Like, you, ha- there's a specific thing that you have to say to get into Australia. Like, for uh, the lovely, like, Russell Cleveland accent, I've always heard it's black olives. Because it's, like, the way we say our A's. Oh. Etymology lesson from Adam. Etymology is great. Yeah, um, you said recently that you liked etymology. I hope you enjoyed that lesson. <laughs> so she modified her parents' memories, but she doesn't know how to do a memory charm. What the fuck is I know, difference? seriously. I would think almost that, like, memory charm would be the precursor to that. Modifying seems like step two, you know? Right? Like, you convinced your parents that they're different people and they don't have a child. Yeah. Who, by the way, they've had for 17 years. But you can't make these two motherfuckers forget right? their names. <laughs> Did she really put that in the same book, literally within three chapters of each other? 
It almost feels like a typo. Obviously, typo right, isn't the right thing. Also, like, like all you had to do mistake. was have Hermione say something like, "Oh yeah, I remember when I did this kind right. of thing on my parents," or just or just to be like, "I'm really not comfortable with this," or whatever. Instead of her being like, "Sure, yeah, exactly. you know," like, because don't even mention the whole. We don't have to like get specific. You don't have to put your literally wrote yourself into a fucking corner. Yeah, and then ruined it for yourself was wrong. You didn't know your own fucking canon from three chapters ago. Well, this bitch likes to ruin things for herself, doesn't she? So, yeah. Fuck that guy. Jerry isn't gonna have this note. And again, I'm kind of surprised that they chose to go to Grimmauld Place, but I guess I can see. Like, where else can they go, even for a night? Honestly, Harry's like, yeah, please, I hope Snape fucking shows up. Like, it's very clear. Harry's just, like, revved up. He's like, I fucking hope Snape shows up. I'm gonna kick that guy's ass. It's like go time, man. Right? But he's right. Snape is one person. And if Snape, if they're obviously, they don't know Snape is actually a good guy, but, like, Harry's like, what else can we do? Also, I think Harry secretly wants Tape to be there so he can kick his ass. So that he can kiss him on the nose. <laughs> and then stab him in the gut instead? Like, what? No. Kiss him on the nose and run his hands through his greasy hair. That sounds like not at all what Harry would want. Expect the unexpected. <laughs> when they get to Grimmauld Place, I really am, again, I'm surprised at how like fast they get in. Like, there's not really a big, like obstacle or anything it's weird they like apparated to like that little like courtyard or whatever courtyard area and then we're like looking around like someone watching us someone watching us and i was like why didn't you just apparate right to like on the steps but i wonder if they just had to get in first at the same time like you don't really know at least fucking wilkie twycross didn't teach us this fuck that guy (laughs) When they did the apparition class, yes, you have a destination in mind. But if you are going, like, if I'm going to be apparating to your house to steal all of your diamonds, I don't know if you're going to be in the living room or the bedroom. That's true. Yes, you have a place in mind, but is there going to be somebody there? If you apparate across the street, no one's going to be Well, even, like, what if you chose the exact spot where someone just happens to be walking? Like, what happens? You know, like then you get a fucking parallel universe. I don't know. I hope so. Then you got to do more of those memory charms. Get ready, because <laughs> that's gonna be really handy. I mean, <laughs> I love the idea of apparition, but there's a lot of question marks around it that Will you drag Roz did not help us with. Well, he was more interested in those three Ds. Yeah, he just loves the three dicks at one time, doesn't he? So <laughs> they apparate there. They go in, and then it becomes spooky. Oh, it's just a couple pages left in the chapter, but I was like, ooh, the first time I read this, being like. What's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? I mean, it's oh my a god! Spooky place already. You got right? the racist bitch screaming on the wall. It's spooky and racist. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> it makes me think of a Christmas story. And then I Moody's like Ebenezer Scrooge, and then a giant <laughs> cloud of Dumbledore comes flying at you. That's kind of what it makes me think of. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. When Snape came by, he was just like. God, you're such a fucking drama queen. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Here's the thing. If you want to leave jinxes or like traps or something, this is all you left is like a disembodied voice and a... It's a tongue tie curse too. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That and I and too. I wonder if... Because but who's he going to be talking to here? If I'm understanding the curse correctly, because we don't ever see anyone else talk about it. It's not like we see harry or anyone giving anyone this location except for when they bring yaxley into it that's a little different because you can't speak it but i believe because they're talking about how 
Harry felt like his tongue was rolling up in his head or something because he couldn't speak. I think that's literally the curse hitting him. I'm pretty sure that that means that the three of them also have that curse. This is me just trying to make this make sense and this does actually make sense in my brain or it was very specifically just for Snape but they just felt the effect of it like but whoever Snape, came in Snape like, couldn't be like hey Adam the Order of the Phoenix headquarters is a 12 grim place he can't tell you that because he has that curse now this was just like the effect of it I don't think that like as soon as he left he could he could have been like hey guess what I know friends that's not effective and Moody is smarter than that yeah I don't know it- Effective is, like, the perfect word. That's why I think of it as a curse, that just, like, how Hermione, like, jinxed that fucking parchment and that girl is literally disfigured for the rest of her life. Like, I think it's that kind of power, but, you know, not disfiguring a person. (laughs) I feel like... I mean, even though Snape is a good guy, it'd be like, this is a better instance for disfigurement in my opinion. Well, but, that is fair. Um, but glad it wasn't. Maybe Moody's a little sensitive to the idea of disfigurement, so... Maybe. He's like, <laughs> my face is fucked up, He's so like, mm, I know what it's like. Maybe I'll just make it so you can't speak, but it is a spooky ghosty. It's not even a ghost. No, it's, it's just... talcum powder. It's talcum powder. <clears throat> it's Pepper's fucking ghost. After they kind of get settled, that's when Harry is kind of realizing, I just feel like anger. He feels anger from Mm -hmm. Voldemort. And Hermione, of course, jumps in her same thing. Oh, you're supposed to close your mind, blah, 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 blah. But I think at this point, I think we realize it's beyond Voldemort trying to send Harry the wrong information. This is very clearly Harry feeling emotions that Voldemort, I don't think, even realizes that he's transmitting to Harry. I think you're right about that. I think at this point in the story, Hermione's kind of like empty plea for Harry to work on his oculus. Oculus. I can't say the fucking word. What was the name of the person that you couldn't say before? (laughs) Thickness. Thickness. Oculumency. Oculumency. I can't can't say oculumency. Fenrir. (laughs) Grindelwald. Not Grindelwald. Gregorovich. I think that Hermione falls back into that, like, it's space of, like, understanding for her. She is a very academically focused person. In her mind, because Dumbledore wanted Harry to do this, she was like, that's what you needed to do. That's what you needed to do. So I I think Hermione falls back on that. And it's a very empty plea because she knows at this point that Harry can't try. Like, he's literally physically incapable at this point. Yeah, it feels like WebMD. Just use the occlumency. That's yeah, all. It's like, That's all. Oh, you obviously have strep throat when actually it's like pharyngitis or something <laughs> like that. But to me, as a reader at least, I feel like that is apparent. Like at this point, we know this is something that's different. And really, the last few things that we get, of course, we had already talked about the Patronus from Arthur. We do see the whole thing of Draco torturing Thorfinn Rowell. We do also get to see Hermione do that hominem revealio spell in which ron is like it's okay you just went through like a traumatic experience and she's like are you fucking kidding me i did a spell and it did what i wanted you to do she's great i love it ultimately the way i feel about this chapter it's actually kind of exciting and we already touched on it earlier about how they're not in the wizarding world anymore the world is a lot more open and i think it'll just kind of be exciting to see how things unfold and like this is what that sequence of events is because Uh We really don't know. I think I mentioned this more in the last chapter, but the planting of what is Dumbledore's backstory? 
what is the deal with that eye symbol that Twitter was wearing? Obviously, the Horcrux hunting. Like, there's so many little mysteries here, and it'll be fun to, like, unpack them. I think, like, this feels like we're finally mm-hmm. at that point where we're out there. and. Well, I'm glad you put your book over there because it's time for a quiz. <laughs> First question on the quiz. Name the street that they end up on. Totten Court Road. I need you to say the entire name of this. Tottenham Court Road. Oh, yeah, Tottenham Court. I thought you just said Totten Court. That is correct. <laughs> name Hermione's bank. Her bank? She mentions her bank. Oh, she does. I'm hoping you know this because I forgot to write down the answer. It was like something trust. It was a very basic name. I remember that. I mean, I'll just We have to look up the answer anyway, but... Eh. I mean, you didn't have the answer, so that doesn't matter. No, count. but I had the question, and but I'm the person with all the, the questions. You're the one who's supposed to give me the answers. But you didn't know the answer to that one. I didn't know the answer. I just didn't write it down. Also, what if what it was is savings trust, like I said? Savings trust? It wasn't savings trust. I was just saying, because you can't, eh, if it I is. know it wasn't savings trust. I feel it was, like, Cooper. I don't know why, but Cooper is the... It's when they're talking about money. Building society savings. Yeah, and, But that's not that's not a bank. What is it? I a don't savings know. and loan? I don't know. Building society. This is called a building society Same thing. Society She's talking saving? about where she got her muggle money. Yeah. What is the name of Hermione's muggle money? I don't know what that is. I was just, I, it's unclear. I don't know what that is. Next. Spells. This is spells that happened during the fight. I already mentioned Defendo, which is when she cuts the rope. What is the first spell that Harry launches at someone? You are, like, so specific. I don't know. Take a wild guess. What could it be? What does Harry always use? He doesn't expel your armus, though. No, but it's another... Well, I guess that you have a point there. It's not expel. I was like, that is not... There's a spell that's in my brain that's not coming to the surface. What is it? Stupefy. Stupefy, there it is. And then Hermione uses one on... Not Thorfinn, the other one. What's his name? D. Dalahov. Dalahov. I you. knew that one. I know that answer. Yep. I don't know. What is that? I don't know. You said you knew what the answer was. No, so I knew what his name was. He uses it in the movie, too. Reducto? No. Petrificus Totalis. Oh, yeah, that's right. Or Totalis, that would be pronounced. I don't know. And then lastly, Thorfinn also does use a spell following that. What is it? Oh. Expulso. Okay. The last question. Is what teed them off that someone may have been at Grimmauld Place? The troll leg was knocked over. Yes, the troll leg umbrella stand. That was a hard quiz. Mm-hmm. But you did ask me to name a lot of books last time. There were eleven books, and I told you to name five of them. I guess that's true. <laughs> I mean, there were more spells in this chapter. But you told me you were like, what specific spell was used here? I have problems with your quiz, and you have problems with my quiz, <laughs> and what's the problem? Thank Next you. time, the game will be more fun, and you better be better at it. I'm not good at games. Well, maybe we shouldn't have it in as part of the podcast then. But you're good at games. Oh, so this is my time to shine? Isn't the whole podcast your time to shine? I don't know. Are you the hero of this podcast? I'm still the hero of the podcast, but Harry's a fucking idiot, and so am I, so it's fine. Okay. Again, I think that the movie actually does a little bit better than I expected. We didn't really talk about this in the movie section after the last episode. He's, like, looking off into the, like, sky. He almost, like, sees the Patronus, 
And it kind yeah. of zooms into the tent, and everyone's looking at the Patronus when it's saying this, and it's kind of like, oh, fuck. And there's a little moment with, like, Fleur and Bill, and you see Molly in one moment, and then it just becomes, And then you see like, people start Lupin, like, grab Harry? Yes, it's almost something like Harry wants to stay there and fight. That's what I assumed it was. This part was weird. Yeah. Lupin is telling him to go, 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 go. And then all of a sudden, Hermione grabs the boys and apparates the fuck out of there. Because she a Quen. It almost feels like the movie portion is longer than the book portion. Because it is, it gets right to it. And even in the movie, it is 20 seconds, not even. Like, it is very, very quick. It's very quick. I mean, because it's like catalyst for just moving, you know? Mm -hmm. And then they apparate in front of the bus, which is fun. It kind of goes to what I said earlier and like, you can apparate there, but you don't know what's going to be there. Right? That is 100% true. (laughs) Harry and Ron are not wearing dress robes in the movie. They're just wearing... So then they go into the cafe. Well, they're kind of in like a little, you see people passing and whatnot. They're in this like alleyway kind of thing almost, or it's like one of those gates that people pull down in front of a business. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're changing into their clothes. The little thing about, like, oh, oh the books tipped yeah, over. Yeah, she they did put that in there, which that was nice. That was kind of, like, a nice little detail to include. She, like, reaches in and pulls out everyone's clothes. Mm-hmm. They go into this thing. Harry is not under the visibility. Club. No, he's just They do sitting. not care about hiding Harry in this movie. They do not care about hiding Harry in this movie. Yes. He is just you know, out there for everyone to see, I guess. Hermione's like, I'll have a cappuccino. And Ron is like, yeah, what she said. (laughs) Which I like that. Yeah. Because they don't know what the cappuccino is. It's like Cinderella, the disease. What is that, a disease? Ron's like, what the fuck's a cappuccino? Sure, whatever Hermione is having. That waitress goes in the back, puts her headphones to make oh my, Which is fucking hilarious, honestly. I'm a huge <laughs> fan of, like, that ha- and then, like, a fucking fight out front while she's, like, just making coffee. <laughs> I like it almost better than what happens. In <laughs> right? Because I'm like, oh, Harry, tough it, look, man. Except I don't really like this in the movie, even though I laugh for that because it is funny. Harry's like, go! Gonna, go! Get the fuck out of here! Like, you know, you, got, you have like, to modify her memory too, Hermione. Yeah. Because, like, she does, and it's, that ain't gonna look too good. But yeah, I kind of love it at the same time. That waitress isn't gonna call 911 or anything, or whatever the number is in the UK. 999. Oh, 999. That's an angel number. Do you know why I know that? Because you're obsessed with the UK? No, because I took a emergency response quiz at work the other day, and... We have everything in, like, the different channels for all of our sites. And it's like, if this happens, and this is the United States, dial 911. <laughs> in London, dial 999. Oh, my God. It's the only reason I fucking know that. That should have been in my quiz. Damn it. But you didn't know the answer to that. I, it, was, it wasn't in the book. So. <laughs> no. Also, um, Ron would definitely not know to dial 999. No, that is very true, too. Harry and Hermione would, but not Ron. Apparently, the waitress don't know either. Now, when they do walk in, they go, like, straight to the back of the thing and i like, want them to be the i want them to be scarier looking from the back uh, i guess i just wanted well it's more like i just wanted the blonde one to be bigger like yeah i guess he's like really talked about as being like a big blonde bitch yeah and i was like oh you're tall but you're not 
Wanted to be a little more, yeah. like, wide, I guess. That's kind of true. Once they knock out those motherfuckers and Hermione does the memory charm, they turn off on the lights, they just pull down the blinds, and I was yelling, like, steal those pastries, you're gonna need that. Right? Get, uh, like, if you are telling the waitress to go, you steal you our food. You guys need some snackies. Yes. Obviously, that would, would be one of my first things, is, like, we're gonna have to probably survive on this stuff. But they don't do that, unfortunately. They are like, all right, we're gonna, like, tidy everything up and time to go to the Grimmel place. <laughs> and then they do. We get to the nice nostalgic thing of watching watching the, the building watching them move. Collapse. Not collapse. collapse. You know what? Expand? <laughs> Expand. Yeah, I don't know like yeah. I don't know what word I was thinking. That's oh, okay. <laughs> the building collapses and everyone dies. <laughs> so they go inside, kind of see like this white dust kind of cloud happen and then it bum rushes them. It's a little creepy. It's creepy. I feel like it's not as well explained in the movie. Definitely not explained in the movie. That is maybe the thing I like the least about this portion of the movie is Mm -hmm. that like that whole thing feels a lot more like out of nowhere. And like it makes sense to us because we read the chapter. But Well I mean that's a common problem with the movies anyway. Yeah. You know so this is just another example of where they failed of the Mm -hmm. movie because what is the point of doing that if you're not going to explain it right the other thing to keep in mind of course is that yes there are two parts of the movie but they still have to cut stuff out and in fact they actually mentioned one of it i kind of forgot about this when they are walking and like changing everybody's like oh fuck we forgot to celebrate your birthday i was like well if you did it like you did in the book you would have already right uh fuck harry's birthday in the movie I almost feel like the way that they did it, they could have had a crumb scene in there and not had this spooky moment. They could have, like, shown them show up at Grimmauld Place, cut to the next morning when they're waking up. Right. Or something like well, cause that. Well, because the only other thing that they did then in the movie was Harry having dreams about maybe... Ollivander being tortured. It's a wand maker. Maybe Grigorovich. We don't know. Maybe it will become clear when we watch the movie. Next, next time. time. And then suddenly it's the next morning, and so that section will be Yeah, over. I think we'll figure more about that. It, I mean, it's also sort of the thing that you had said at some point of like, oh, this is us having to catch up in the movie because we didn't focus as much on this other stuff, and so it might be a little bit of that kind of stuff in there too. But honestly, I think that I'm pretty happy with the movie in this case. Yeah, yeah, I really actually think that the fight in the cafe looks pretty cool. The fight in the cafe feels bigger than it does in the book. Yeah. And I just love how Hermione was like, get the fuck out. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought it was really funny with the girl, like, in the back making coffee, just listening to her. Just listening to her tunes. Yeah. Just enjoying her life until she's told to get the fuck out of her work. (laughs) She's like, what am I going to tell my boss? How many people were fighting and then they told me to leave and I didn't know what to do. Oh my god, that lady had like a day like we did at the hotel. Not we did, the manager of the hotel. Oh my god, that poor manager. (laughs) just like comes in and I'm like, what the fuck Yeah, she calls her manager and she's like, there was a huge fight and two people got knocked out at the (laughs) restaurant and some girl told me to leave. And the manager's like, so why didn't you call 999? (laughs) And she's like, I don't know. And she got fired. (laughs) Look at how your actions impacted that girl, Hermione. That was really nice rude. job, she Hermione. Has no job. Very, very simple points. 
Plus 20 to Hermione. I don't give any points to Harry or Ron this chapter, but I think it's because when I was reading it, I was even more amazed at how much planning she did. Oh my god, yeah. She was ready whenever necessary. Plus 5 to Arthur, because he did see us on that Patronus. I just like that. There was a nice little close up there that we don't have to be worrying about everyone else. Right There's now. already so much to think about yeah. that. Like, it's so nice that was included. A negative 20 to Dalahov and Thorfinn. Fucking Thorfinn. Because they assholes. And then most importantly, he pushed into the waitress. Because, <laughs> like That's I said, that was a bad day. Now, if it was the waitress in the movie, I probably would have given her less points because she didn't get knocked out. And I probably would have given Hermione even more if I was just going back in the movie because that's fucking hilarious. Oh my god. Go! Go! That's how I would like everyone to just like dismiss each other. Really? Well, it's time to dismiss our listeners. <laughs> So, go! Leave! <laughs> Although, before you go, we should tell you that next time, we will be discussing Chapter 10, which I think is called Creature's Tale. It is called Creature's Tale. <laughs> and I feel like I'm really excited about this because I know that you were like, I don't really remember this, and so I'm excited for you to yes. read it. I feel like Creature's Tale and The Prince's Tale, in this, the tales in this book, and the tale of the fucking brothers. It's like, all about the tales in this book. That's the tales, I'm, but I'm excited for this next one because it is doozy yeah i think that we're gonna learn a lot of interesting details till then till then go (laughs) leave Basic Snitches is recorded and produced by Adam Bowers and Tara Corkery. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to rate us five stars on your listening app of choice and share us with all your other friends who love Harry Potter and getting drunk. Yes. Join our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram. I never update Twitter, but we have that. We do. Also email basicsnitches at gmail.com. We also now have a website, basicsnitches.com. And a Patreon, patreon.com slash basic snitches. Join today and get exclusive content every week and be acknowledged in every single one of our episodes. Tarantelegra, dance bitch. I see you new friends who don't make me dance for nothing. Yeah, they ain't gonna come, honey. We out!